Warning, we are about to spoil the movie 1408. If you haven't seen the movie and you plan on watching it, leave now and come back later. But if you have seen it or you just don't care, then please stick around. You really shouldn't watch this movie. It will ruin all other ghost movies for you. So tell you, you will get showings of both Scary Godmother 1 and 2 on IMAX. But only if you don't watch this movie. I have the tickets both right movies. here for you. Yeah, both movies. I have the tickets right here, man. Okay. All right. We got ourselves a deal then? I'm still going to watch the movie. Son of a bitch! Hello there, ghouls, gals, and all non-binary pals. Welcome to Cinema Boulette. Here, right now, is the very special Halloween episode that we're doing for you guys. Our main cheat episode of the year. Yes, in which we just review a really fucking good horror movie, usually. <laughs> it, well... Usually. We, we've we done one Halloween special before this. And it is two of the greatest movies ever made. So. Two of the best Halloween movies. Absolutely. Especially. So, <laughs> we had Weeby Gamers for that one. He is not present for this one. So. Not this one. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. We're excited to do this because this is, honestly, one of our favorite ghost movies. This is my favorite ghost movie. That's Justin's favorite ghost movie. So, um, yeah. This is the Stephen King adaptation, 1408. This is it. You gotta be kidding me. I was really trying to think of a clever joke for the the silence yeah. we just did. <laughs> I got nothing. You know, I thought this room was supposed to be scary with loud noises, but it was just nothing. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll roll with that. I think uh, I'm more laughing because it doesn't really work, but it sure. Doesn't. It doesn't, I know. I just said it because it was so stupid. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, uh, 1408, this is... Oh, when, what fucking year was it? 2007, I think. Yeah, I'm thinking 07 as well. I'll look that up just to be certain. Just to be sure. Uh, it's based off a Stephen King short story that I never read, because reading is for nerds, unlike all the movies and anime we watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm much more of a reader than Justin. Excuse me, I read tweets all the time. As do I, and we make tweets all the time. <clears throat> at our Twitter. At yep. Roulette Cinema. Exactly. Where for some reason flipped those around. <laughs> well, you had to because Cinema Roulette was already taken. I think. I'm pretty I don't sure. Know, it just auto did it. So did it. Okay. Well. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yep. It was 07. You were right. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Directed by the same guy who did Escape Plan. Strangely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's an odd one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently the budget was $25 million. Honestly, for all the shit they do in this room, yeah. I'm not surprised. I can see it, but uh, we will get to the really good practical effects later. Also, probably just the underwater oh, parts. Yeah. 
That too. Those were beautifully shot. <laughs> beautifully shot. It also probably a bitch. Yeah. I'm trying to think, think of banter, but I'll, let's, we'll just get to the synapsis. Let's just get into the synapsis. <laughs> oh, um, I will say now a trigger warning of suicide throughout the entire film. Suicide and uh, deaths in the family. Yes. So. So we have a struggling author named Mike. Mike goes to haunted places and writes about how spooky or just not spooky at all they are. <laughs> Basically those cheap books you see all the time of like top 10 most haunted mansions in America. And he's he's not having a great time. He, his career is kind of in the toilet. He did write something that he did write actual fiction at one point when he was a more hopeful human being for some reason. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I was five as well. Uh... <laughs> God damn it. But he's out in California. Monk is telling him that he's doing a great job and just needs to finish this next book. And it is literally the actor who plays Monk in Monk. Yep. <laughs> Tony Sh <laughs> Tony Shalab, that's his name, or Shalub Shalab, one of the two. Don't know. Tony, Tony. <laughs> uh, he goes surfing. Get. He gets in a bit of a accident with a wave, almost drowns, but is saved by not Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah, it's Leon. I uh, said instead. he's saved by Leon Kennedy. <laughs> Shit. Sorry, I didn't know you were going for it. Dang. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Know your fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in your lane, fine. <laughs> I know I'm going to burst laughing in the theater once he says that. Or she. Yeah, that, oh, even the trailer, that line is stupid. Silly. But after this, he's fine. Go Goes to get his mail and finds an odd note. It says... Don't stay in 1408. Odd. Okay. He he calls up the hotel and he's like, okay, give me your room 1408. It's not available. Next week. Nope. Next month. Nope. Next year. Goodbye. He doesn't even say goodbye. He just hangs up the phone. Oh, yeah. He just hangs up. So he talks to his publisher and the publisher through a some civil rights law. They are. The hotel is unable to refuse him a room if it is available. And he, he goes there. Samuel Jackson is the manager, and he takes him to the back office and is like, "Okay, don't go in that room. I will give you this fine whiskey. I will give you all the information on the room because it's been evil for like ninety-five years." 56 people have died in there. Mm -hmm. Yep. He's like, and here's all the death reports. Here's photos. Put it. Yeah. Go nuts. Write us, you know, just make it up. Write a story. You don't have to actually stay the night in there. But Mike still said, Mike takes the notes. He takes the alcohol. It still says he's going in the room. We even find out they do clean the room once a month, but they work as if the room is filled with toxic gas and switch out 
which maid is in there after 10 minutes. Yep, every 10 minutes, because they found that's kind of the length. That's kind of the limit. And also, no one has lasted more than an hour in that room. Yep. And by no one lasts more than an hour, I mean they're usually dead within an hour. Uh. <laughs> yeah, even one of the maids got locked in the bathroom at one point and stabbed her own eyes out within 10 minutes. Mm. He goes in given multiple chances to leave like he's going through the notes and he actually does a full circle of the hallway yeah and the elevator just opens for him <laughs> gets multiple chances to leave the room decides no he's he's not gonna fall for their tricks mm-hmm. and then it only just begun by the carpenters comes on the clock <laughs> on the clock radio he after um, getting a maintenance guy to help him fix the AC because the maintenance guy will not step into the room. <laughs> Seeing some chocolates appear on his bed. The toilet paper gets folded nicely even though he messed it up. Radio pops on again. Goes for the door. Oh, wait. His hand gets caught in the window and like starts. it slams shut in. He starts bleeding. Everything just starts going wrong. I'm, I'm not going to go over exactly every single way the ghosts fuck with him. I losing my pacing. The clock gets unplugged from the wall out of his own annoyance. He tries to call the help desk and no one's being actually... Like, he's saying things and she is somewhat responding to him, but also isn't. Yeah. To the point where he thinks they are fucking with him... And the clock all of a sudden, even though unplugged, sets to 60 minutes. Because, again, no one's lasted an hour. If I remember I'm pretty sure on this. I didn't check while we were watching the movie this time. But once that clock starts, it is actually an hour till that clock ends. Yeah, that's that's a really cool touch. Not till the movie ends, though, but we'll get to that in a sec. Yep. There is no escape. Doesn't... The knife, uh, no, the knife doesn't break, but when he tries to go for, he does pick it, tries to go for the knob, the knob falls off, looks through the door, and there's an eye looking back. He tries getting someone's attention across the road. It's him. We'll <laughs> talk about that scene. It's so fuck. it's a, oh, it's such a good moment of when things are really starting to go wrong. Hell yeah, it's a great horror sequence. He even tries going out on the windowsill and shimmying over to the room next to him, but it turns into a wall of nothing and he has to go back in the room and he sees, like, the fire Tina wait in a black void and says, you are here. Yup. Um. And then don't forget about that fucking reveal as well. Which reveal? Where he's listening to the tape and, and then he says, like, odd that there's no window. Oh, yeah, he has a tape recorder as a writer, so that way he can take... He doesn't have to be writing everything down, he can listen to it later. And he replays the tape, and it literally is him going... It's odd how this room has no windows, because they get uh, blocked off by uh, bricks. Yep. <laughs> he sees a home video of his daughter and his wife. He sees his dad, who kind of yells at him and... It was left in an old folks' home, basically. 
Uh, we find out his daughter died. <laughs> like, she passed away. I forget. This isn't the point where we find out exactly what happened, but the daughter is dead. Yeah, we, it is at this point heavily implied that she's dead. <laughs> uh, he pulls out his laptop and tries to contact his wife, uh, Lily, who lives... I forgot to mention the hotel's in New York. His wife is also in New York. And the connection is bad because, of, co of course, goes fuck with electronics. That's how it always is. <laughs> he... There's also some religious theme to the movie, and he goes... He's like, fine, you win, and goes to the, you know, the Bible that's in every hotel room, opens up, and it's completely blank. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause because because of uh, the death of his daughter, he's kind of, like, jaded, and he, like, kept saying, like, oh, the god that doesn't exist, or whatever. So I guess they do that just to fuck with him. <laughs> yeah. Um... Tur the room becomes below freezing. He he hears his wife on the computer again because the computer was destroyed by water. Yep. Uh, goes over trying to talk to her more because she called the cops after he got in contact and they were apparently in the room and found nothing. Uh, all of a sudden, the camera footage becomes clear and he's talking. Except he isn't. And invites her over. The ghosts are like, well, she'll be here soon. Paintings in the room come to life. The room floods. And he wakes up back at the surf. With a surfing accident. And he's very confused. I Doesn't he wake up in the hospital as well? Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, and his wife is there because she was next of kin still. Yep, and uh, he was like, you drove all the way here just for me? <laughs> yeah, uh, he also hadn't talked to his wife since uh, their daughter passed away. Like, he drove off. Yeah, because she's saying during the initial Skype call, she's like, I have heard nothing from you for, like, a year, and all of a sudden now you pop up on my computer while I'm working? Okay. Yeah. Which, also, you're working and you have Yahoo Messenger open? Like, come on, Lee. I mean, I know this is 07, but still, Jesus. <laughs> Jeez, Skype exists. Yeah. It's not great, but it's better than Messenger. <laughs> is Yahoo Messenger still a thing? I don't know. I don't either. There's a couple things I'm surprised are still things. But, yeah, he wakes up in the hospital... And weeks pass. He doesn't find the note to go fourteen oh eight in his mail. He writes the whole story because it's so vivid in his mind. And he goes to turn in the. And again, weeks have passed. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> it's like a. I think uh, this is a good ten minutes of the movie. And then he goes to deliver the man to ship out the manuscript to his publisher. And all of a sudden, the bellhop is at the post office. Mm. And then all the men start tearing down the walls to reveal he's back in the room. Yep, I, it's a I really clever. It's a really clever transition because yeah, they literally just destroy the walls and it's the room, which means it it's a. <laughs> it's a smash back to reality. Hey. <laughs> Whoops, there goes gravity. Uh. And the room is just in fucking shambles at this point. He sees his daughter's coffin in a 
furnace in the fridge. And, um... Well, he sees his daughter again. And actually gets to hold her. And is told, like... And she's, like, saying, I don't want to leave you, type deal. Then dies in his arms and falls apart to ash. This breaks him. He just collapses to the floor, just accepting whatever fate is going to happen as the clock counts down the last few seconds. Yeah. And then the room is back to normal. He is back in his clothes, untethered. Everything is back where it was before the hell started. And the phone rings. It's the... It's the front desk again. Saying... He can re- and the clock resets back to an hour. That the phone says, you can relive this hour for as many times as you like. Or you could take our express checkout. The express checkout, by the way, is just a noose. <laughs> like, like, it literally just comes into frame after that. It's one of our favorite jokes in the movie. <laughs> Oh, there's so much dark humor in this. Oh, that's great. And he's almost considering it. And then they also threaten that if... Well, he says he's not going to. And the ghost says, Your wife will be up in five minutes. (laughs) That's the tipping point. Yep. Like, he could suffer through this. He has a good bottle of whiskey. Bringing his wife into this, that's too far. And he solves it the only way you can solve ghosts when you don't have a priest. Yep. He turns the ball of booze into a Molotov cocktail and just burns the room. <laughs> he sits down, has uh, his one smoke, which he carries around in case a nuclear apocalypse, just superstition type deal. Mm-hmm. And sits there waiting for the room to go up in flames. Eat. The ghost even, like, you hear the screaming in the vents and whatnot, and it just, he just goes, ah, shut up. It's pretty fucking badass. <laughs> uh, the ghost tried to turn on the fire, uh, the fire sprinklers, but he breaks a window, causing in a backdraft, so the thing goes up in flames. Now, which ending do I say? Well, if you guys get the Blu-ray, you're going to be forced for that one ending. But if you get the original DVD release, it's going to be the theatrical ending. Here's where things get a little weird. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I'll go with the Blu-ray ending because that's probably the one that's most easy to get at the moment. Mm -hmm. And that might be what's on streaming services as well. I don't know. Yep. We have the Blu-ray. We did buy it on stream. Yes. (laughs) Uh, The Blu-ray ending, he dies from this. Uh, Mike dies from this. And we cut to uh, his wife at the funeral. Very big sad. And Samuel Jackson's character comes up trying to give her the few things they got from Mike's uh, of Mike's possession out of the room. She declines and also Samuel Jackson's character tries to explain what actually happened and how his death is not in vain to a person who just went to their husband's funeral. Yeah, 
And this is like this is like literally he walks to them as they're walking out of the graveyard. Like, yeah, this isn't like at her house or something. This is moments after he was put in the ground. Yeah, not not very smart, Sam. Sorry, I gotta say. <laughs> so Samuel Jackson takes the stuff, and the tape recorder is still there. Hmm. So he pulls it out and he plays it, and here's um. Mike talking to his dead daughter. All of a sudden, Samuel Jackson looks in the rearview mirror. Mike's charred body is appears in the back seat as a jump scare. It spooks him. He tosses it away and sees a, a father and daughter going happily off into the graveyard. And then we see Mike in the burnt room grab his ghost daughter's hand and disappear. <laughs> and then the movie ends. Yeah. Uh, the theatrical ending. Just before Mike is engulfed by the flames, the firefighters break into the room and save him. He writes up the manuscript that he wrote in the in the fake reality. He's back together with his wife, and um, she even finds his stuff. Uh, the stuff that was saved from the fire in the room with the tape recorder. She's like, let me just throw this away. Mike has some memories you can't get rid of and pulls out the tape recorder and plays it. And again, just like with Samuel L. Jackson, uh, he plays him talking to his dead dar. His wife is shocked, drops the box as he just kind of looks at her with sort of a see it did happen type look. <laughs> Not a cocky one, but a very much this is what I went through. And I'm not making any of it up. Yeah. And then the movie ends. <laughs> so yeah, that was 1408. And we actually like the theatrical ending better. I'll just say that right off the bat. Yeah, honestly, the jump scare feels real. I'm, I would have even been fine with him dying. Mm -hmm. And maybe, I think it would have been better if the wife did take the tape, played it, and then heard that. Yeah. That would have been more interesting. But the cheap jump scare and the... Confu I'm pretty sure it's supposed to imply that him and his daughter moved on to heaven or whatever. Mm -hmm. But him standing in the room is kind of confusing. Like, is he now haunting it? Or Yeah, it's very vague. It's very art housey, And I don't know. I, I think it... I, I don't think it really fits with the rest of the movie, honestly. It really doesn't. They're, you kind of want the redemption more than the tragedy, I guess. Because mm -hmm. while the main character is a piece of shit, um, like he, he's 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 sympathetic because you can like you can it's good character development because you can see like what jaded him, and there are moments in this movie where he just breaks down. So <laughs> yeah, like at first you're. <laughs> You're okay with all this happening to him because it's like, oh, you were such a prick to everyone. And then it's like, oh, this is why you're an asshole. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. Where to start here, though? Besides, <clears throat> there were also two other cut endings, but I don't remember what they are. 
I don't either, and frankly, it doesn't matter because they were they weren't never, that good. <laughs> they they weren't that good, and they were never actually in the movie. The two we mentioned are actually like released with the movie. The other two are just kind of more deleted scenes. So, <laughs> oh, I will say too that on the Blu-ray, you can tell the director didn't like the theatrical ending. Because mm-hmm. on the Blu-ray, it's still DVD quality. They didn't even upgrade it. They upgraded the two endings that were never used. Yeah. But not the original ending. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's start with probably the best part of this movie, the ghosts. Because this this is a ghost movie. That's kind of the main point of watching this movie. And it's great how they do the ghosts. Yeah, it's fantastic because the ghosts aren't just... It's not just one spirit. It's not just some, some demon being... E- well, you know being sinister and slowly building up these are ghosts that know they want you dead they know that you they they want you dead they don't care about any sense of humanity they are just dicks fucking around with you till you kill yourself it's yeah it's pretty great literally like and that's the funny thing about the movie is like it's not about killing them it's not about scaring them it's about actively fucking with them in every way possible including their past their personal lives all that it's like pennywise except you are trapped in a room and you can't leave yeah and it's so much more effective as well because like you know it's one thing to be isolated in the middle of nowhere and all that but here like you can see people on the street but no one can fucking help him it's scary yeah if he throws something out of the room it just fades from existence before it hits the ground yep it's almost like a video game thing where it just like and like sparks happen (laughs) see you see just in order to do uh 1408 skip you have to get past the kill plane uh (laughs) oh right 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 (laughs) but yeah it's great and it's just honestly such a welcome change from the stereotypical Ooh, we're trying to be scary ghosts no way other one of the ghosts jumped out the way never mind yeah I was about to wonder, would he be allowed to jump out of the room, or does the ghost specifically want him to die in the Yeah, no, because, and and then, because Samuel L. Jackson's character said earlier, too, he was like, we've had this many jumpers, so. Right, right, he's, I think it was like, but, oh, there's also the fucking scene with the, uh, fridge. Yeah. <laughs> like, he opens the fridge, and then, like, Samuel Jackson is in it talking to it, is that the one? Yeah, like, there's a tiny Samuel Jackson in his uh, hotel office being like, Are you enjoying your service, mister? <laughs> then he says his spiel and all that, tries to be like, like, oh, wow, Dread or whatever. And then he just fucking, like, rips everything out, just, like, throwing it. It's kind of great. <laughs> yeah, because we see that uh, Mike is kind of crazy there, because when we cut back out of the fridge and at Mike, it's still just a fully stocked fridge. He tears it apart. He's like, what do you want? <laughs> it's pretty great. Cause he's like, Oh yeah. Cause he's actually excited at first that there's some paranormal activity. He's like, Oh yes. Finally, we got something. He's like, that's new. And then he just kind of breaks down a lot faster than when I first watched this movie. I initially thought he'd break down. Yeah, because once you realize you can't leave, that raises the stakes a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I do uh, really like 
the logic of Mike, where, okay, first try the door, obviously. Mm -hmm. Try kicking it down. I also forgot to mention he puts the key in to unlock it. The key breaks in half and then gets pulled out the yeah. other side. You see it gets sucked into the keyhole. And then he tries throw it. He tries yelling across the street, but that doesn't work. He throws stuff out. That doesn't work. And crossing the crossing the windowsill is a logical step as a last resort. Yeah, exactly. Like he, he's not like in a complete panic. He is still rational about it up to a certain point. Also, that fucking window scene. So oh, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> that really, that's really the moment that sets the tone of how these ghosts will work. Because mm -hmm. uh, what happens is he's trying to get the attention of someone right across the street who's sing in shadow. He's waving. He, he's trying to get their attention. And then they start copying his movements. Yeah, they start mimicking him like exactly like he waves his hand looks around looks out the window in the window and it's like verbatim exactly <laughs> and then he grab he grabs a lamp so the other person does and he sees himself across the street and then a woman comes up behind him with a hammer he he tries to warn the guy and then looks behind him and she's there <laughs> oh my god that moment always freaks me the out. It's, it's just so unnerving it is unnerving and it's just a great horror scene like because it's like you get the scariness of like looking out at something being completely helpless to do it and then the horrible realization that wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> i'm my own worst enemy shit yeah so it's really effective and homeless hammer lady is very scary <laughs> i don't know why she appears so often though <laughs> yeah and, like, at the end when he's on the ship, she's on the fucking ship for some reason. Does that imply, like, that was how she dressed and was she around in, like, the 1500s? What? I go... My personal headcan is she was a homeless person who snuck into the hotel and tried squatting in the room and it just didn't go well. Mm -hmm. And then she looks kind of like a hobo. She does, yeah. They, and then the ghost just kind of used her in order to scare people. <laughs> and also, uh, this didn't happen like oh someone some evil serial killer killed themselves in the room and that's why it's haunted no this hotel was evil week fucking one we find out yeah exactly like there wasn't some tragedy or inciting incident that made the room haunted the room was just always haunted since it was fucking built which i kind of like too like yeah. you know you don't have the usual oh the this person there's a demon in the yeah. house that was brought by cultists or something. No, it's yeah. just, it was an evil fucking room. Or like it was built on an Indian burial ground or some shit. <laughs> nope, just an evil fucking room. And I think it works way better just because it doesn't try to explain anything or give some shocking backstory. It just, it's haunted. Here's a fucking homeless hammer lady. Why is she there? Uh, she's fucking there and she's fucking scary. <laughs> and... Because I'm not big on ghost movies. They annoy me a lot. <laughs> That's fair. I don't find things scary that I could beat with water or fire. Why is it always just burn the house down? That's always the answer to, like, every ghost movie. Because the soul is linked to whatever, so if you yeah. burn the shit so out you, of it, it doesn't exist anymore. So if you burn the object, the ghost can move on or whatever. <laughs> but in a lot of ghost movies, too, there is an intro... Uh, 
I know some are going to be like, you don't see the ghost in this movie, or I'll get to that. <laughs> you don't... You either don't see the ghost in the ghost movie, or it's just a person. Yeah, they don't try to do anything creative, like with J-horror and stuff. Like, the J-horror does ghosts way better than American. Uh, oh, yeah, like the way the grudge moves and shit. Oh, yeah, like grudge moves. Obviously, the ring's a classic example, but... Uh, yeah, it's like they get creative, have the weird, creepy girls with the long hair, which has always been a Japanese staple. But like in American movies, it's either just people or it's like someone dressed up like they're in the 1800s and that's it. Or just smoke. Just smoke. Yeah. Ooh. But yeah, and that's the problem is they never really like show the ghost. There's no payoff to all that suspense. Like, which there has to be. And Grant, here they don't show it either, but they make up for that with the ghost literally, like, actively fucking with him. And actually talking to him, technically, through the phone. Yeah, the ghost has a per The room itself has a personality. Yeah. Which makes up for the fact that you don't see it. And yes, you do see ghosts that are just people. But it's always... It's still at least fucked up in some way. Like, they look glitchy, or they look like they stepped out of a TV-type deal. Mm-hmm. It's adding just that little extra detail that makes it more interesting to try and understand the monster. Yeah, it's really well done. Um. Also, the fact that the ghosts have a lot of dark humor. Most of the humor in this movie <laughs> really works. It really does. Like, it's not just the ghosts, too. Like, it's like, it's it's the main character, and um, Samuel L. Jackson's character has some really good lines as well. So... <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, one of our favorites is, uh, when Samuel Jackson is trying to get Mike not to go into the room, he offer, he's like, as they go into the office, like, do you want a cigar? No, I don't smoke. Do you drink? I said I was a writer. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. I think we both forgot about that, and upon the rewatch, we just burst laughing. It was, <laughs> it's such a good line. It is. <laughs> Uh, again, the ghost saying, you could always take our express exit, and there's just a fucking <laughs> news. It's so dark, but it makes me laugh yeah, every time. It's great, so. <laughs> and, and the thing is, too, I think the only scare that kind of doesn't work in the movie is the old man in the vent. Oh, yeah, that one looked really cheap. That looks a little cheap. Like, it's it's well done, and it's a tense scene, but the monster itself could have been done a little better. I do like when he crashes back into the room. He's like, oh, I, what was it? It was like, I missed this place or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or it's like, welcome back. No, it, it, or something like, let's never do that again or some shit. Or No, it's like, I'm done with that or some shit. I don't know. It's pretty great. I forget. Yeah. <laughs> there's still more to talk about. It's just, I'm trying to think of if there's anything else I want to say about the ghosts or the humor and what. Yeah. Because it's just, it's fantastic and well done. So, <laughs> it's a nice twist and a nice, uh, or yeah, a nice twist on ghost movies. And they do, like, get creative with it. Which is, you know, more than needs to be for a ghost movie. Like, it's it's a, well above the standards of other ghosts in ghost movies. In America, at least. Yeah. Also, I should stop calling him Mike and uh, say John Cusack. Just so yeah, can actually say the actor's name. Well... Yeah, as I say, if you have nothing else to the ghost on the ghost, let's transition to John Cusack. 
John Cusack does fucking fantastic. He does. He's great as the writer because at first he's fantastic at portraying this like asshole, this like dickwad who just uh, like and it's clear at the beginning too like he did um, that he oh what am I trying to say? Like he's become kind of jaded to all this haunting stuff because we see him try to go to another haunted hotel in the beginning or whatever. And he's just of the opinion that there are no ghosts and like, you know, all of this is just roadside attractions to make money and shit. I've never actually had a haunted thing at a hotel. And he was at a book signing. He's like, well, do you believe in ghosts? Do you want to see a ghost? He's like, I, I, I'm open to the possibility. But so far, you know, I've stayed in 10 hotels. Yeah. So... Um, but yeah, he, and he's a dick and all that. And like, he, he thinks he knows Samuel Jackson's spiel, but he doesn't. And I do love the fact that he becomes more sympathetic as the movie goes on because you do see him break down. You see his past, you see why he kind of became so jaded in life with his daughter dying and his dad getting dementia and basically telling him he's a shit writer and all that. Um, and yeah, he, he, the fact that he genuinely did love his daughter, like that scene with her breaking in the ash is heartbreaking because he just breaks out. He's like, no, you can't take her from me twice. I'm just like, oh, no. And once the daughter is revealed, you also do kind of realize the reason he went for all this goat because you when you see him at the book review, it's kind of you feel it's kind of implied that he's just doing this as a sellout thing. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, he did write a, a drama book that was apparently very good. Yeah. But then he moved on to these, and it's... And you kind of get the idea that it's because he was trying to find an idea that ghosts do exist in order to believe that his daughter moved on to someone. Mm-hmm. Which is just like, fuck! movie yeah it's like you didn't need this level of actual good character development but you did (laughs) you're it's a fucking ghost movie that makes you feel emotional (laughs) yeah it it does have heart to it rather than and is a good just like fun house of horrors it is like i've always loved those style of movies like you know haunted house type horror movies like where it's a bunch of set pieces and shit (laughs) I'll give John Cusack this. His acting does carry the movie because he's the only one for most of the runtime. Yeah, exactly. Like, think about that. It's mostly just him locked in a room, like, talking to, like, yelling at, screaming at ghosts that don't really respond to him. So. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, he he carries the film and does a fantastic job with the role because we looked him up afterwards. Like, what has he been in lately? Because he's so good in this. He just hasn't been doing much for some reason. So he does great. And all the other actors do in their bit parts do great as well. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson always does a good job. I don't think I've ever seen a bad performance from him, even in shit movies. Well, segue kind of into technical stuff with one thing. This movie is PG 13. Yeah. We looked it up afterwards and we were very surprised. We thought it, we just assumed it was R. like I mean, people say, fuck, there's a lot of drinking and, there's some bloody bodies. There are some fucked up bodies. Um, now, here's the thing. I don't know if this is like an unrated version or something, because I know at a certain point there was an unrated DVD that was released that restored a couple stuff. So I don't know if that was originally b- more brief or less graphic, because they're, they're, they're fucked well, up. Like, there's blood everywhere. You see their throats slit and shit. Like, well... Here's the thing. On my Blu-ray copy, it says PG-13. It does not say it's the unrated version. Okay. 
all right wow <laughs> so yeah like we're just not, nothing really too much on that we're just surprised <laughs> yeah they're like um especially with the director's cut ending um mike's burnt body in the back of samuel jackson's car even though it's only on screen for like two seconds yeah. It's a really detailed body, and it's fucked up. <laughs> Same with his daughter turning to ash. Like you, when she like starts like, uh, like, di- what's the word? Dissipating or whatever. Like you see her like leg fall down and like the bones and shit. But there's no blood. But there's no blood. So, <laughs> I mean, sure, we have pictures of people with, uh, well, one dude who slit his wrist and then tried yeah. to sew himself back together. <laughs> But Justin, that's in black and white. Got me there. <laughs> Hold on, wait. Do we see red blood besides when he hurts his hand? I don't know if we do, actually. Because we see it under a black light, but that's blue and uh, yeah. a lighter blue. <laughs> yep. So. <laughs> the photos are black and white. <gasps> that's how they got around it. That's fucked up. Isn't it? <laughs> Thanks, MPAA. Uh, <laughs> I swear you saw some red blood. I don't know. You might have. Like, you might have seen, like, flashes of it, but I don't think it's on screen for longer than, like, a second if you do. Because when he hurts his hand, you do see the blood and shit. Like, you see it dripping off and hitting the floor and stuff. So. Yeah, but that's not gore that yeah. uh, can get you an R. Exactly. <laughs> that's just relatable pain. Exactly. And that's what makes it the worst. It's always the little things that hurt the worst. <laughs> Uh, and before getting into like all the shit they do to the room, that's just that's clearly practical and fucking well done. Mm-hmm. There's something that I hope was a cognitive choice. Okay, because at the opening of the movie, the editing is really fast. Is it? It is. Like when he first goes into the the quote unquote haunted hotel. Like the 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 one at the beginning that was fake. Yeah, the one at the beginning, not for not uh the dolphin. Mm-hmm. The editing is really fast, and like it still has the normal shots you would see in a movie about like this haunted in place, like the looking up at the the way it pans up to the stairs to look up at the act where all the people died or whatever. Yep. But it's edited quickly, almost like you're in the mind of Mike. Who is jaded at this point? It's like, okay, yeah, up yeah. there, ooh, whatever. Kind of just going through the motions or whatnot. Uh huh. And I did also like that when he's doing the uh, bookstore interview, he talks about his, his way of looking for ghosts. And it actually cuts back to him at the hotel doing all those things instead of having them as two separate things. Yeah, okay. That's a good catch. I didn't notice that. So the egg's just a little more faster, a little more fast paced. Yeah, until he gets in the room when creepy shit starts to happen, then it calms down and lets you lets everything sink in. Uh, okay, all right, that's interesting. So I hope that's a, I'm hoping that's the reasoning. I hope so as well. <laughs> there is a commentary track which I might listen to after we were well at some point later this week. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just I just like that part of the editing. I thought that was cool. Hmm. No, anyway, fuck this room, am I right? Oh my god. What they do to this room 
And we were talking about this during the movie as well. Um, we were like, continuity in like a bottleneck movie or episode has to be a bitch. And especially with this movie with how much shit John Cusack knocks over and like stuff falling around and the ghost doing shit. Like they had to have filmed this in order because it would have it wouldn't make sense otherwise. It would have been possible. Yeah, I think with how much they destroy the room. And then after a certain point, like they, they cover it with like fake snow and shit because it's cold. Um, and then one and then at one point, you know, the painting comes out and the whole room's just flooded with water and shit. And like the, the and whole... you see him, he takes that fucking hit of water. Oh yeah, like you can tell if they actually fucking flooded the place and hit him with water. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> insane. The way he ragdolls, I, I hope he was okay. Like I hope nothing uh, yeah. went wrong there. Honestly, because it lo- it looked painful, probably because it actually was. Uh... It looked dangerous because it probably <laughs> was. And then, like, at the end, when the room is finally, like, done, like, the entire thing is basically just ash or whatever, and there's pillars all over the place, all the furniture's just destroyed, everything's just a pile on the floor. It's insane. <laughs> and then, th- yeah. the part for the post office as well, it's like, they, they had to have built a set inside of a set in order to fucking get that. Which a part of me wonders if, uh, they shot the other post office scenes at the same time and that post office that was still the one in the set yeah <laughs> like like it was the same set like they never change it that would make sense just be easier that way yeah that makes sense i mean you have to destroy the damn thing yeah so, so yeah <laughs> hope you don't have to go back for reshoots <laughs> honestly honestly that would be the other thing like you'd have to like rebuild only part of the set if you needed reshoots honestly well, no, if you need to reshoot the post office, he goes all around and the camera yeah. sees all over. You'd have to rebuild the whole thing. So good on them for planning all that shit out because it turned out really impressive. Yeah, that moment is. Oh, that's the story bit we didn't talk about. How yeah. good that fake out is. Yeah, it's it's insane because um, I think what helped too, and you mentioned this during the movie as well, is what helps the fake out is they double down on it. Yeah, because a lot of movies with a fake-out like that, it it's maybe five minutes, two to five minutes before they go like, nah, we're just kidding. Yeah. No, like, here, literal, like, weeks pass before it's finally revealed that he's never left the room. Yeah, it's like 10 or 15 minutes of runtime. Yeah, it's insane. Like, literally, like, he wakes up from the hospital, recovers from his injuries, sees his wife, goes out to dinner, and then writes an entire fucking novel. Yeah, like, writes a novel, is getting his life back together, and then it happens. It's like, yeah, nah, we're fucking with you. <laughs> and it, it's great, too. That just adds to the level of pettiness of the ghosts is they would go to that length just to fuck with him. Like, they would be that patient, wait weeks just to reveal, ha fuck you. Yeah, it's honestly just... It's probably one of the best fake outs I've seen in a movie. It really is. It's so well done. Because the first time I saw the movie, I really wondered. I'm like, wait a minute. Is like, is this actually happening? What the fuck? Because that feels like an actual ending to the movie that, oh, it was all a dream and he yeah. has now become a better person. It does. Or like they do. The, I was thinking, like, do they do the one thing where like the ghost actually followed him home or something? But no, it's just a really clever fake out. <laughs> Anything else you have to say on the practical effects? 
nothing else it all just looks so good yeah um it just looks so good and just everything's so well done it's well shot well written all the actors do a great job and it's such a good movie um trying to think if there's yeah if you Mm -hmm. sorry i was just saying i'm trying to think if there's actually anything else we need to say on it i think that's it huh there is one question i have okay if the ghosts were lying about the loop thing about what the loop thing yes Mm -hmm. because yes okay they reset the room everything's back to where it was however the wife was outside so time has passed because they said she'll be here in five minutes yeah, and also we see everyone outside. Uh... So we don't know how long it took her to get there, but time is passing. Uh... Okay, so they could have just reset the room. And yeah, you don't know, do you really? Because he could have... Because it doesn't matter either way, because most people would just fall into despair and kill themselves at that point. But wouldn't that just be an extra layer of dickness that they totally could have gotten out? Yeah, they they might have been able to outlast this. But, you know, the ghosts aren't going to fucking say that. No, (laughs) that very well could be a thing. Okay. Yeah, I... (laughs) That was something I was thinking about today. I was like, wait a minute. Time did actually pass, though. Yeah. Yes, time isn't going normally, obviously. But, like, again, he was gone for a week at least. Time is all fucky-wucky, but at least, at the very least, the real timeline is still going on to some degree. (laughs) Yeah, real time was still passing, so maybe there was a chance to beat the room without burning it all to the ground. But, you know, burning it's way faster. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, and that's the thing that's kind of brilliant about the movie, too, is it's like it doesn't answer any of these questions and really leaves you to wonder about how the room works. It makes your mind wander and like, what, what about this? What about this? We don't know. So. <laughs> makes it spoopy. It does. It's great. So. <laughs> but, yeah, we definitely highly recommend this movie. So. <laughs> Yeah, even with us spoiling it, it's still a fun ride if you yeah. enjoy horror movies. Like, Justin has seen the movie, what, four times now, I think, or five? Four or five. And it still hasn't gotten old, so... It really hasn't. That's such a good fucking... <laughs> yeah. So we definitely recommend 1408. Um, if you're if if you're um, having fun this Halloween and you need a good ghost movie, put that bitch on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't think there's a wheel spin for this one. So. There isn't, because this is our cheat episode. Special. So, uh, yeah, we'll... Uh... Wait! There oh. is a wheel spin. Oh? There is, because oh. of what starts next month. <gasps> oh. Mmm. Mmm. Uh, next episode will be Wednesday in November, because it's movie month, finally. So, uh, let's, uh, spin the wheel, because we totally haven't already recorded it. Okay. All right, what did we get? It's Mind Game. Ah, starting out with Mind Game. Yes, um, the setup for Movie Month, it is, uh, I made a list of movies Cameron has never seen that are either weird or fucked up or just kind of have good twists and turns should i say what was on the wheel uh, 
Sure. I, I mean, it... I'm pretty sure we say it in movie month anyway, so. We do, but, you know, we, we can say up here as well so people can come back. Bam. Okay. Oh, yeah, you called it Twist, Turns, and Drug-Fueled Nightmares. Yep. Even though I think there's only one horror movie. Well, I mean, Drug-Fueled Nightmares, there was a lot of trippy shit in the movies that we watched, especially Mind Game and Mandy. Yep. Okay, so, yeah, we have Mind Game, Mandy, uh... Old Boy, Bad Times at the El Royale, Heathers, The Void, Lucky Number Slevin, and Running Scared. Mm-hmm. Not the 50s Running Scares from uh, 2006? It's I around think? the same time as 1408. I forget the exact... Name. I think it's 2006. Let me look that up and see if you're right again. Uh, 06, good job! Boom, awesome. Hey, you're remembering dates better than you usually are lately. I'm impressed. Oh, it's because I had to uh, look up the movie yesterday. Uh, so. Fair. <laughs> but yeah, so next is movie month. It's going to be eight movies long, as if you were able to count. I know some of you are like Cameron, so don't worry. <laughs> you know, just because you're right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll have movie month, and then December we'll have our. We'll be back on our usual schedule with. Uh, the second half of Fringe Season 3. And whatever movies we land on. I think we're... Oh, what was... Lone Wolf and Cub should be the next movie. After movie month. I think that so. Was the... I was just saying, are you sure you want to spoil that? Cause we well, because Throne of Blood's already out. It came out in October. Uh, okay. Yep, you this is the last thing of October. Sorry, I forgot the timeline. You're right. Okay. <laughs> It's okay. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> Time is irrelevant here in 2021. Uh. And yeah, we'll have more fringe. The second half of fringe season three. We haven't even record. We're not even done with the first part of season three at the moment yeah. of recording. Just spoiler. Yeah. Just a little timeline fucky wuckiness. Yeah, we don't record the show in order at all, so... <laughs> we don't, because TV shows suck. Uh, well, they don't suck. They're just a bitch to do, because it's... That's why they suck. It's it's long to record, and it's long to edit, basically. <laughs> and it's long to watch. <laughs> yep, like, inherently, that's just how it is, so... Um, we'll do... We're debating if we'll do a short series after... Uh, Fringe Season 3, or we'll do something special because it would land on the uh, 24th, which is our anniversary yep. as well. We were before Jesus. <laughs> It'll be, what, four years? I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our an- yeah, four. Our, our anniversary is Christmas Eve. That's hilarious. <laughs> so we'll have that. I forget. Are we doing one for the last week of December? Have we decided that? I think we last time we said yes. Okay, yeah, because so, it's just going to be a movie. That's it, yeah, it's just going to be a movie, easy, done, then we can take our usual break in January. And then we'll take our break in January. That's the rest of this year out, so enjoy movie month starting yep. Wednesday of next week. God, it's, it's hard to yep. believe that it's midway through September, honestly. Uh, well, it's the end of October when this is released. True, true. Uh, so either way, happy Halloween. Uh ending things is hard on cinema bullet I, I just wanted to say it it's fun to say it is it is i have to pass out go to work 
and <laughs> and the Tokyo Godfathers episode before release, and then go see a movie. Yeah, and I'm going to see the movie as well. Yay! Yeah, we're we're Promare's playing in theaters again yes. at time of recording, so we're both going to go see it in theaters. I'm going to see it again in theaters. Cameron's finally going to see it in theaters because the pandemic can't stop him this time. God damn it, no. <laughs> Cinema is closed due to. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, uh, I don't know how. I... Do you want to say happy Halloween? Happy Halloween. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cinema Roulette. If you want to interact with the show more, you can follow us on Twitter at Roulette Cinema. If you wish to follow our hosts, Justin is at JK Pancake on Twitter, and Cameron is at Cameron Picks Inc on twitter if you wish to watch a video version of the podcast it can be found on the youtube channel cam cam thanks again to teller's place for making the base art for all of our thumbnails and if you enjoyed the show please remember to subscribe or rate on whatever podcast app you use 